we're live. And welcome back to the yes, Functional Longevity Podcast. We give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Good afternoon. My name is Chris Border, best-selling author and owner of Yes Fitness. And I first always like to thank you for taking the time from your busy day, your busy schedule to listen to what I have to say. We've been going over some important topics recently at the Hallmarks of Aging, and we're going to continue with that discussion further today. But before we do that, let's just do a little quick housekeeping. Um, If you are interested in getting any copies or transcripts or timestamps of this broadcast, you can head on over to yesfitnessct.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, click on podcast, and you will get uh, access to any one of our 233 broadcasts. Been doing it a long time now, it seems like. If you're wondering where you can hear these broadcasts other than here live on Facebook, you can listen to it anywhere. You would normally get your podcasts. So let's get started. Um, the topic is how the runner on second base may help you live longer. A little bit of a throw out there. So, um, yeah, how can a runner on second base actually help me live a little bit longer? That's what we're going to talk about today. As you know, we've been talking about the nine hallmarks of aging, and they, they these are what occur at the biological level and how we age. And we know aging is inevitable part of life. But for those of you who listen to me all the time, know that it doesn't mean you can't slow that process. And in some cases, actually, I believe, reverse the process of aging. So we're going to continue to break down one more hallmark of aging. And we want to just think of this, think of the body as a, a massive analog clock thousands of moving bits and pieces in every moment of the day. These components interact with each other to enable your body to perform a wide range of mission-critical processes, such as breathing, locomotion, cell division, and every other function that goes on in your body. But as time passes, this massive system progressively wears out through direct damage. DNA repairs that are not 100% perfect in the accumulation of waste products. And that's one thing we're going to talk about today, the accumulation of waste products. And they're wearing out of the repair process itself. The body's an amazing uh, uh, machine. It does things to repair itself. But over time, those processes do break down. And all these factors impair function, negatively affecting physiological integrity, and the increased vulnerability to disease and ultimately death. In a nutshell, this is what aging is all about. So just a quick review. The hallmarks of aging can be best described as the events or factors that cause the system wide-range deterioration in organismal function. We've talked about some of the nine already. We've talked about genomic instability, telomere attrition, Epigenetic, epigenetic alterations. Today, we're going to talk about the loss of proteostasis. And uh, in the next few weeks, we're going to go over the deregulated nutrient sensing, mitochondrial dysfunction, cellular senescing, stem cell exhaustion, and altered cellular communication. Not just what they are, but what you can do to reverse or slow or improve any one of these wall marks of aging. So, 
Today, we're going to talk about the last of the primary hallmarks. The primary hallmarks are the first stages of aging. It can be characterized as the processes that cause cellular damage. And these are the primary hallmarks of aging. We talked about genomic instability, and our genome is found in all of our body cells. Just a quick review. It's where the body stores its digital information. We use the analogy of a music compact disc. For those of you who remember those, a contact, compact disc will store music and information digitally. The beauty of the digital stored information is it will last forever unless damaged. If the edge of the compact disc gets chipped, the information is lost forever. In the case of a compact disc, if it gets stretched, the disc will no longer play the music correctly. However, the information can be easily restored by polishing the disc with toothpaste, if you didn't know that. And by removing the scratch, thus regaining that information. And the disc will play like new. Scientists believe that humans, that for humans, the loss of epigenetic information is likely the root cause of aging. And it's our genome. And if our genome gets scratched, or damage no longer tells the correct information to the DNA replication. That is number one. The second we talked about is telomere, telomere or telomere attrition. Telomeres are a sequence of DNA that acts as a protective cap at each end of a chromosome. An easy way to understand this is if the purpose of the telomere or telomere is to envision the aglet of a shoelace. The aglet protects the shoelace from fraying. Telomeres protect the chromosomes from damage to uphold the structural integrity of the chromosome. And they limit the total number of replications a cell can make to prevent mutations. So DNA strands bond together to make sequence. The telomere acts as sort of a secret code of words to other telomeres to ensure that the chromosomes are only bonding with each other. If the telomere is misfunctioning or damaged, the chromosomes could bond with other molecules, which they're not supposed to. This can be harmful. And this is something that we need to protect again. We need to protect against um, the telomere attrition. The third one was epigenetic alterations. Again, not to be confused with the genome, which instructs the cells on how to replicate. The epigenome tells the cell what to do. The analogy that we use is if you think of the genome as a piano with 30,000 separate keys or genes. Epigenetics plays a piano deciding which of the keys or the genes will be played to express and which ones stay silent. You're an in, in, inherited genetics, your DNA as a piano keyboard, then epigenetics determines how the key, how to play that music. The primary players of the concerts are the molecular substances that are affixed to our genome they have, they have markers, and these markers in turn give cells specialized functions and regulations on how they function. If too many markers accumulate, there's too much epigenetic noise, the directions become muted, the cells become dysfunctional, this dysfunction leads to identity loss in the cells themselves, so what could happen then? Nerve cells can begin to act like muscle cells, and muscle cells can start to act like lung cells. They degenerate, and they become to the point of becoming zombie-like cells. And over the past couple of decades, scientists have realized that rather than focusing on changing or editing genes, the way to slow the aging process may be to change the song, what the piano plays, or which epigenome tells 
certain cells what to do what. So that was a quick review on the th past three weeks. The three in the last one of the primary hallmarks of aging we're going to talk about is the loss of proteostasis. So proteins are molecules integrated to health, human health, and affect all cellular functions in the body from the skin to the liver. Proteins not just about building muscle. The role of protein depends on their amino acid structures, but can be anything from an antibody to an enzyme. Proteins take part in all cellular functions. In protein homeostasis, or what's called proteino, proteostasis, is a process of regulating cell protein to maintain homeostasis. Now, what is homeostasis? Homeostasis, by definition, is the body's ability or tendency to maintain internal stability in an organ to compensate for environmental changes. The body's always trying to keep itself in homeostasis based upon what's going on in our environment. So homeostasis is like being a runner on second base in a baseball game. The runner has a stable place where it watches from. And we'll continue to watch. But at the same time, that runner is poised to take action. The body works the same way. Your body wants to exist in a stable place, while at the same time, be prepared to go into action. So another maybe a little bit easier way to understand this, how the body maintains homeostasis, is its ability to sense when the body's temperature becomes too hot or cold. The body wants to stay at a certain temperature. For most of us, 98.6 maybe. No, that's our temperature, right? 98.6. But when the body becomes too hot, it reacts and the sweat glands in the skin open to encourage evaporation and heat loss. Trying to get it back to homeostasis, getting back to that temperature it wants to be at. In turn, when the body gets too cold, it then triggers construction, constriction of the blood vessels, which reduces heat transfer, increasing the body's in temperature. Again, trying to create homeostasis in the, in the body's temperature. So a couple of examples of what the body does for homeostasis would be what we just talked about, body temperature regulation. Another way is blood pressure regulation. Another is blood sugar regulation and the amount of sugar in our blood and insulin and all those type of things. So the body, again, is trying to maintain this homeostasis. So ho protein homeostasis is maintained by several complex integrated pathways within the cells to regulate the lifestyle and the role of proteins, also known as the proteostasis network. This network also helps produce new healthy proteins to go to work as an antibody, an enzyme, or something else. And as we age, proteostasis becomes less accurate and stable. The aging process. Things start to wear out. They don't work as well as they did before. Old proteins are... Enough new proteins are not produced. And new faulty proteins are produced that are unable to perform their roles. Faulty proteins have been linked to diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, in which the proteins bond together and destroy the neurons. These proteins aggregated and accumulate and become toxic, the aging process. However, lifestyle factors can influence the function of proteostasis as we age. 
Exercise as being one of the best. A study published in 2011 analyzed how metabolic signaling pathways can modulate the proteostasis network to prevent the toxic accumulation of protein or faulty proteins. The research concluded that dietary restrictions and reduced insulin or insulin-like growth factor, IGF-1, actively help to extend the lifespan and the functionality of proteostasis. So you can do this through diet. You can do some of it through um, fasting. And, of course, you can do through exercise. And studies show that regular exercise help improve proteostasis. We want it to work better. And what exercise does is it introducing a term autophagy. We've talked about autophagy before. It's an extremely important process in the body. It's a turning over of damaged cells to regenerate new, healthier cells. Get rid of the old and bring in a new, bring in a new that are healthy and willing to work the way they're supposed to work. If a buildup of protein occurs, as in common, as is common with aging, autophagy helps to remove them. In a clinical trial, he found resistance training increases muscle protein synthesis and decreased protein degradation through the activation of autophagy. So we can see that autophagy is extremely important to keep those cells healthy, get rid of the old, bring in the new. And numerous studies have provided evidence that autophagy is activated in skeletal muscles in response to exercise. The exercise-induced regulation of autophagy includes both increased autophagy flux as well as transcriptional activation of important autophagy genes, potentially resulting in enhanced autophagy capacity. So proteinostasis, with the loss of that, this increases the aging process. How do we slow that? Through many of the things we've been talking about, always talk about. Good nutrition, good solid nutrition. I'm not saying you have to be good all the time. I live by the 8-20 rule. Most of the time you need to eat well. Get your body the right amount of nutrients. Plus get the correct caloric intake. Maybe some fasting is necessary. That's why they're talking around, I personally fast um, from dinner till about 10 a.m. the next day. I work on the um, 16, 8, 16 hours or so without eating and then try to get all my eating in eight hours. Does it work perfectly? No, not all the time. Sometimes I'm hungry. I need to grab some breakfast. Other times it's a little bit easier. The body gets kind of used to it. But that hopefully through some research has shown that it can increase autophagy through that bit of uh, fasting, not necessarily. I mean, you want to go to the full fact of fasting for a whole day, two days, anything like that. I personally am not going to do that, but that certainly has shown an increase in autophagy. And then, of course, strength training and exercise. Strength training for sure. Lifting weights, lifting weights correctly under the right intensity. As often as you need to lift it to improve the body's ability to slow the aging process. So that is the fourth of the hallmark of agings. The, the first, the primary four, um, loss of proteostasis. We've got um, epigenetic 
um, alterations, telomere or telomere attrition. And finally, we've got the first one we talked about, which was the genome instability. All can be affected in a positive way. It's nutrition, good nutrition, well-designed exercise programs. And if you need some help with your exercise program, because you never exercised before in a long time, or it's been a part of me, you never exercised, or it's been a long time since you exercised, you don't know how to do some strength training, you're afraid of getting hurt, you don't know what equipment to use, you don't, all the all the factors that you go through your head as to why you're not strength training. You can't fit it in because you allegedly don't have enough time or whatever it might be. You're coming off an injury, whatever it is. There's ways to do it. I think it's got a lag there. You just need to be instructed to Craig with that. And we can do that down there yesterday. So give us a call if you need some help with that. Um, I go into more depth in each of these uh, hallmarks of aging along with an exercise program. You can find that in my best-selling book, Get Stronger, Live Longer, the Expert's Guide to Strength Training for Longevity. There's a link in the notes for that. Our phone number if you want to give us a call if you need any help. I enjoyed speaking with you today. I hope this was helpful. I want everybody to have a great week, and I will be back next week with the next of the Hallmarks of Aging. Thanks for watching. I'll give you more tips on how to get fit, feel younger, live better next week. Enjoy your week. Have a great night.